Hi, my name is Lindsay Adams, and you are listening to Mindful as a Mother. We all know that I'm a big advocate for spending 15 minutes of one-on-one time with your child daily. Now, obviously, that can get very tricky with busy schedules and life, or you can run out of ideas for things to do one-on-one with your kids. And this is where KiwiCo comes in. I've told you about our rainbow crate that we tried, and we seriously loved it. So if you're wanting to find an easy craft project or science project for your kids where everything is prepped and ready to go and cost-effective, go to the link in the show notes and get on your subscription for KiwiCo. This podcast is not intended to be a substitute for therapy or the therapeutic relationship, and the information given in this podcast is purely for educational purposes and is not intended to replace the advice of a professional. Hey guys, it's Lindsay here. I'm so glad to be back with you this week. Thank you so much for being understanding about my week off. I was surprised at how many people messaged me or DM'd me asking if I was okay because I was taking a week off. And I totally am. I just needed a little bit of time to finish up my course. And I'm creating a really cool free download for you guys called It's Okay to Cry. And so I've been working on that, getting that already. And I just needed the time to do that. Summer is so busy and so hard. So I just really appreciate it. And I always appreciate all of the reviews, subscribes, ratings, and sharing on social media. That helps me so much and it helps other people see the podcast who could benefit from it and give it a listen. So I just wanted to thank you for all of those. And if after listening to an episode, you're like, I know someone who needs to hear this, please, please, please share it with them because it does help so much. So let's just jump right into this week's topic. It is called mom shaming. It's the mom shame episode. That's what I called it on my notes outline. And I really wanted to call the episode, don't be an asshole. But um, I don't know. I just didn't know how that would be received. But that's how I feel. And you know that because it's something I've communicated in the mom fails before. But yeah, let's just not. Yeah, let's just not be mean to other moms ever. So um, we're going to talk a little bit about times when mom shaming is common, how to handle it if it happens to you, and why it happens. So I've broken down mom shaming into three categories. Number one, in public. This is like the grocery store or in church or Walmart, which I guess is considered the grocery store, Target. Um, This is when someone gives you the side eye for something that you are doing or not doing with your children. And yeah, Um, and it's, I don't know if this is worse than friends and family mom shaming, but it just feels terrible especially if your child is throwing a tantrum because you already just 
are anxious and trying to get them to calm down and are feeling embarrassed. And then someone says something crappy to you and you just feel worse. The second is the internet. I think this is where it's most common. If you've ever been in a Facebook moms group, I'm sure you've seen it. (laughs) Um, I actually run a Facebook moms group and luckily this hasn't happened much, if at all. And I think that is because it's not super big yet. And from the get-go, my number one rule to be in the group is that you can't be an asshole and mom shame. But Facebook mom groups are notorious for this. Instagram, you know, we see someone parenting or doing something in a way that we don't agree with and people rip them apart. Um, This happens a lot to influencers as well, I think. And I think there's a a very big difference between being abusive or neglectful and just maybe making a parenting choice that we wouldn't necessarily make for our kids. So a lot of people catch a lot of crap for the way they do things or why they do things a certain way. And people are really bold when they're behind a keyboard and it makes for trolls and criticism and a lot of hurt feelings. The third one is the closest to home. And I don't know if this means it's harder or easier, but it's friends and family. It's when someone we know makes a comment about our parenting and that just cuts you to your core. I don't know. I I can't decide which one I think is the hardest for me. I Sometimes I think it's easiest because I'm like, eh, whatever. I know what kind of parent you are. So I, I know why I choose my way. Um, but, but, and maybe that's not the right way to think about it, but, um, and then sometimes I think the strangers in public one is easier because you'll probably never see them again and no one else saw them shame you, even though it feels terrible. Um, I got mom shamed on an airplane once and I think the hardest part was that I was like stuck with this guy for an hour and a half. So we were coming back from Phoenix and this is like, in not the middle of COVID, near the end-ish, like a couple months ago. And Sam has really bad allergies and he struggles with like going on the plane and the pressure changing. And then we went to Arizona and the pollens or whatever are different there. So he had a cough from post-nasal drip. And I was already feeling self-conscious about it because we're in the middle of a pandemic and I don't want people thinking that he has COVID even because I know he didn't. And yeah, so he's coughing and I had been trying to give him water, but this guy turns around and he's like in the middle seat in front of us and we're on our way home. All the kids are exhausted. And he says to me, I can't believe you brought him on this flight with that cough. And my heart just sunk because I'm not someone who is disrespectful of other people's feelings or their health and safety. I knew my son didn't have COVID and I really just knew he had allergies. We were just trying to get home and we didn't have cough medicine. We have time to get cough medicine. So then I kept, well, first of all, then my husband handed me a Diet Coke and I opened it and it exploded everywhere. And this guy had like a really white, nice business type shirt on. He was like a middle-aged man traveling with his wife. And so I, my husband and my niece were in the row behind me. So I just took the Coke and I like handed it back. I just hit the microphone. I got so excited. Sorry. I handed it 
back to them and Tim's like what the hell Lindsay um because it's exploding all over them now and my niece is rolling her eyes at me and I'm like and I couldn't say to them because the guy could hear me like this guy's being a jerk I'm ready to cry up here and then this thing explodes so I can see the back of his arm I don't know if he noticed or not has like little splatters of diet coke on it after he has made this statement to me about what a terrible person I am for traveling with my son with a cough so then I try and just give Sam water the whole flight. And at the end, we're like about to descend. And Sam's like, I have to pee, I have to pee, I have to pee. And we can't get out of our seat. And he pees his pants because I've been trying so hard to please this guy in front of me who already had judged me, wasn't going to change his mind about me as a mom. And I had gotten so caught up in that that... I had just force fed water and my son peed his pants. And so that was really like an eye opener for me that like, why am I trying to please anyone else? And I, and and he had already made up his mind and his opinion doesn't matter all that much because I know what kind of mom I am. People I love know what kind of mom I am. And the only person that gets to judge me as a mother is my children. My husband gets an input, yes, but even he doesn't get to judge that. And so, um, anyway, that's my story. That's what inspired me to do this episode because I know the feeling and I've been there and I see it happen often to friends or on the internet. I think it's just something that's really important to talk about when we're talking about maternal mental health and parent being a conscious or respectful parent because, you know, these days it's hard when we feel like everybody is judging us as a mother. Every Everyone's looking at everything we do on the internet and is making assessments about us without having the full picture or judging our kid on their behavior and target. And it just puts a lot of pressure and can create a lot of anxiety and mental health concerns for you as a mom if mom shaming is happening to you. So that's why we're here. Those are the three situations. And we're going to break them down a little more and talk about what you can do. So the one of the first notes I have is we're all guilty of it. I think we've all looked at another mom and, and thought, ooh, or like cringe. That's maybe not what I would do in that situation or they're doing it wrong. Um, uh, the most judge, well, not the most, but the second most judgmental people are people who don't have kids yet. They always talk about what they would do if they had children or how they would respond. And then they have kids and they're like, oh, wait, that's that's not how it works, right? The number one culprit of all mom shamers is moms. And I don't know that I necessarily get that. I do to some degree. And I think it's because we are so on edge about someone shaming us or someone judging us, or we have insecurities or fears that we aren't a good mom, or we aren't doing the right thing, or maybe we don't feel totally confident in our own parenting abilities or parenting decisions that we feel like we need to judge other people's. And like I said, there's a big difference between being abusive and neglectful and maybe someone just like not having a bedtime for their kid or not having them on a nap schedule or sleep training versus not sleep training or, you know, co-sleeping, breastfeeding. I mean, the list is long, right? And this just makes me so sad for the people who 
feel like they need to do it to other moms, especially on the internet and Facebook mom groups, because it's like you are so sad or down about where you are that or insecure about your own parenting that you feel like you have to to bring someone else down or to make a comment. And people will have the response like, oh, I'm just trying to help them. Mm. No, you're not. You're being a jerk. And I think there's a way to help people and to give advice without being a jerk. Trust me, I do it all the time in my job. And you can say things in a nice way. You can, you know, if you see someone struggling with managing their kids, you can offer to help them rather than telling them they're doing it wrong. If you are walking down the aisle and someone's kid is throwing a fit in Walmart and you're lucky enough to have a perfectly well-behaved angel that day, you can choose to not acknowledge them and look the other way. Like if you can't be supportive, that's fine. Just don't be an asshole. Don't make it worse for everyone else. Um, I love, like, nothing makes me feel better as when, like, my kid's freaking out in a store or in, and I, I, when we talked about, like, the public tantrum last time, we know that I've, I've experienced a lot of public tantrums. Um, nothing makes me feel better that when a mom's like, oh man, I feel you. Or, um, where was I? Oh, we were on a walk with my kids. Um, it was just me and my three kids on a walk on this trail by our house. And, uh, one of them was throwing a fit about there not being cows, on the walk. And I am like, obviously I have no control over the fact that there's no cows. She was sitting on the ground, refusing to go home because she wanted to see cows. And right as this is happening, this lady on a bike rides up to me and she says, you know, my kids are teenagers now and I just wish they would like want to go on a walk with me. And, and that made me feel so much better about the tantrum. Like I was like, oh yeah, like you see me, you've been here before or, you know, I, can appreciate this moment. You know, the look um, a mom gives another mom in Walmart, like, oh, I feel you. My kid is a jerk like that too. That is more supportive than any, anything you can do for another mom. And why people choose to express their disdain for, you know, a children's behavior in public is beyond me. But I think that recognizing that if something like that is triggering to you, like if you are in a restaurant, in a movie, in the grocery store, and you, you were triggered by crying, you can walk away. Like you will be just fine. You will not die. If there is a comment on Facebook or someone asking a question in a mom group that you feel like is dumb or uh, is they're not parenting the way that you would parent, you can keep scrolling that is the beauty of life. Like you do not have to get involved. You can stay in your own lane. And, and I hope that if you have mom shamed in the past, and we all have, we are all culprits of it. Moms are the worst at it because we're insecure and we all want to be the best mother and motherhood is hard and messy and we don't feel like we're good enough ever. So we look to other ways to make ourselves feel better about ourselves, And we say, at least I'm not like that. And And I know that there's karma that comes with that, that eventually someone will mom shame you and you will feel terrible. So if you have, forgive yourself, promise to do better and move forward. Also know that if you have certain things that irritate you or trigger you, you can keep it moving. You can stay in your own lane. You can keep scrolling. It is going to be okay. 
And like I said, I'm not talking about times when you need to probably like call the authorities because there's an abuse situation. I'm talking about a kid throwing a tantrum or a kid at a restaurant that won't sit down and is running around when you're trying to enjoy date night with your husband. And honestly, if if you want to go somewhere where there's not going to be a kid doing kid things, go somewhere where kids aren't allowed. Like go to a fancier restaurant or go to a late rated R movie where they don't allow kids or I'm not saying you have to go to a rated R movie. I think it's maybe just a night movie, but where they don't allow kids and so that you know you won't come up against your trigger. If 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 someone, (laughs) words are hard. If someone mom shames you in public, I honestly, I don't know what I said to the guy when he said that to me on the plane. I don't think I said anything because I was so flabbergasted. You don't owe them an explanation for your parenting. You don't owe anyone an explanation for your parenting. This is likely someone that you don't know you'll never see again. So you could give them the finger. (laughs) You could, I mean, I'm not suggesting that. You could say nothing. You could just say, okay. You could say thanks for your input. You could, I mean, and I think mom shaming comes in more subtle forms as well, like the side eye. And so you could just give the side eye back or pretend you don't see them and then use some skills to manage your own anxiety until you can get out of that store. Take a deep breath. Um, Ground yourself in the moment and carry on, you know, especially if it's like a tantrum shaming situation, because the more anxious you get because you're being given the side eye, it just escalates the situation with your child. So, so that's how I would recommend handling it in public. And then I always seek support. So call a friend, call your own mom, call your husband, tell them what happened. Someone who's going to say like, number one, that person's a jerk. Number two, you're a great mom. Number three, like kids are, kids are assholes sometimes too. Kids are mean sometimes. They, you know, they are not well behaved all the time and they are just kids and they're going to act like kids. So Number two, the internet. Someone mom shames you on the internet and you don't know them, my suggestion would be to just delete their comment and block them. You don't have to give your precious time and energy away to people who haven't taken the time to understand you. They either don't know you, don't care enough to get to know you, You don't have to give that away and you don't owe anyone an explanation for your parenting. I'm going to say it again. I'm going to say it a thousand times. You don't owe anyone an explanation for your parenting. So delete the comment, block the person, move on. If you're in a certain mom group where you notice mom shaming happens a lot, leave that group because there are groups that aren't terrible that 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 is absolutely not allowed and that doesn't happen in and and so just like free yourself of those people and those situations on the internet and if you're on the internet and you're seeing someone making a decision you don't like you can just keep scrolling if if it's hard for you to see them parent differently than you you can unfollow them so that you're not contributing to the online environment of mom shaping. Number three, friends and family. Okay. Uh, whew, this one's hard because it's typically people you care about, you care about and respect their opinion on some level. And 
it really hurts when they say something to you. My advice in the moment is to try and take a deep breath and regulate your emotions. You don't owe anyone an explanation for your parenting. So if someone's telling you you should breastfeed over bottle feed, you should or shouldn't sleep train your kid, you shouldn't put them in daycare, you shouldn't work as a mom, all the things that we silently get mom shamed or judged for, and not even silently sometimes, sometimes people just like directly make comments instead of like side comments or whatever. Remind yourself that this person is entitled to their opinion, but that doesn't mean that you have to change your life or your way of doing things. They can say and do whatever they want to say and do, but you know that you're doing what's best for your family. You can respond in a way that that just says, okay, I'll take that into consideration. And that would be like if you value the friendship, you don't want to get into an argument, and you just want to like move forward. Okay, I'll take that into consideration. If it's someone you feel like you can confront and you care about them enough and you want to repair the relationship, you can say something like, I appreciate your feedback and it's really hurtful to me when people make comments about my parenting. So I'm just going to ask that you don't comment on my parenting. So you want to share your feeling and set the boundary right? The boundary is you don't get to comment on my parenting, right? The only people who get to comment on your parenting are your co-parent or spouse. And if that, and only if that's done in like a loving and supportive and constructive way or, and your children, right? And I'm not talking about abusive or neglectful situations again, because I think there are times for intervention, but you know, breast or bottle feeding is not one of them. So, you don't get to comment on my parenting. I'm, I'm asking that you don't talk about it with me. You don't talk about, you don't get to make the decision about what school I send my child to or the rules in my house. So I'm asking that you don't talk about it. If they can't respect that boundary, revisit it again and say, like, I've asked you to respect this boundary. And if you don't respect this boundary, then maybe we need to take a break from each other or... I can't have my kids around you or whatever that next step feels like for you. Every situation's different. You know what's best for you. But just remember that, you know, sharing your feelings and how it makes you feel when someone talks to you like that and setting a boundary is probably the most loving way you can handle this with someone that you truly care about, you respect them, and you want to maintain or improve their relationship okay, thank you for your feedback is for someone you, you don't really care or you know the fight won't go anywhere or um, you just don't want to get into it. And, and I think it's fine to interchange both, right? Depending on your mood, where you're at, what's going on, what they are mom shaming you about. A lot of times when friends or family members mom shame people, they will have the reaction of, I need to prove to you why I'm making this parenting decision, and so I'm going to go overboard trying to prove that that this is the best decision for me and my family. And I'm just here to remind you that you know what's best for you and your family, and you don't have to depend and you don't have to defend your parenting decisions to anyone. 
you get to make those decisions. And no one can tell you how to parent your kids. You are their mother. Okay, so now that I have given you my pep talk, I just want to end with a few things. Number one, don't be an asshole because eventually you will get mom shamed or your kid will act a fool in the Walmart and you will then know how it feels and it feels terrible. Don't be the guy on the plane. Don't be a jerk. Number two, we are all just out here as mothers doing the best we can. Motherhood is simultaneously the best and the worst thing ever at all times. Let's not make it harder. (laughs) Like, let's not make it harder by tearing other people down or by feeding into people whose opinions don't matter or we don't respect and getting caught up in what some guy on an airplane thinks about my son's cloth. I was talking to myself there. So I hope this was helpful. I hope you feel empowered and ready to deal with all of the mom shamers in your life. Remember to find those support people that you can lean on and that will remind you that you are the best mom for your child. Now, let's get into our mom fails. Okay, so mom fails are a little bit different this week just because um, of the topic. So I didn't do like straight mom fails. We're going to talk about the worst parenting advice you've ever received because mom shaming is, you know, just really bad parenting advice is what it is. It's, it's judging you based on your parenting and saying you're not doing it right. You should be doing it this way. So are you ready to hear the worst parenting advice? Um, Mine that I received was, don't let these kids ruin your life. Uh, Okay, well, I had to do IVF to have all three of my children. So this was before I had any kids. I was going through infertility. I had finally gotten pregnant. I had paid thousands of dollars and had four failed IVF cycles. So the last freaking thing I wanted to hear was, don't let this kid ruin your life because... That kid was all I wanted in life, and I was devastated at the fact that I may not get to be a mom. So that is number one of my worst parenting advice. It was a family member that told me that, and I give them grace. I forgive them in my heart, and I just hope they never say that to anyone else. Okay, someone else said, rub your nipples with a toothbrush to prepare them for breastfeeding. Okay, that sounds awful. And a nipple, a nipple, a toothbrush on your nipple feels nothing like breastfeeding. Um, no. Mm -mm. You need to spank that kid. He just needs discipline about my special needs child. Because we all know we can beat the autism out of a child. That would make me feel really sad. And I think that's something that happens when people get mom shamed in public or whatever. A lot is like that kid just needs a good spanking. No, they don't. No kid just needs a good spanking, okay? Next one. Just give them Benadryl to put them to sleep. Um, How about I don't drug my kids? (laughs) I mean, I think some people joke about drugging their kids, and I hope they don't actually mean it. Um, I may have joked about it once, but um, yeah. As serious actual parenting advice, not solid. Not solid at all. Especially like... 
as a way to like make them be quiet or whatever. Okay, the same person when a child colored on her cheek with uh, her own cheek with marker. Okay, so the same person gave this parenting advice as the one who gave the Benadryl advice. A child colored on her own cheek with a marker and she said use a magic eraser or avoid third degree burns and get a washcloth with soap and water. <laughs> yeah, if if a magic eraser will take paint off, you probably don't want to be rubbing it on your body. Maybe if we combined the magic eraser on your nipples before breastfeeding, it might be closer to what breastfeeding actually feels like. Um, don't hold that baby so much, he'll never learn to walk. That one took his first steps around 10 months old and hasn't stopped since. Oh yeah, like don't spoil the baby, don't wake or don't wake the baby, don't let the baby sleep too long, don't give them too many toys, all the, you can't spoil a baby, guys. Like, I feel like I just need to, like, make a shirt that says that. Okay, don't get fat just because you're having two babies close together. Yeah, like, uh, I'm not down with this person. Um, we shouldn't just, like, ever comment on anyone's body, whether they're pregnant or not, but especially because their body is rearranging organs to create a life. Like, especially then, should you never comment on someone's body? Um, I had someone comment on my body with twins. Like, they could tell I was pregnant with twins or something. They also had twins. So, it, in the moment, I didn't feel as assault, insulted. But I thought about it later. And I was kind of like, mm, yeah, that was kind of mean. Not parenting advice per se, but I did have a spinal surgeon tell me pregnancy doesn't affect your back at all. And that I could wait to have a disc fixed until after I gave birth. I ended up spending that pregnancy in narcotics due to pain for it to end in back labor. That sounds terrible. Pregnancy does affect your back. It affects every part of your body, including your teeth. So yeah. My mother-in-law told me if I bounce or sway my son with my son too much as a newborn, he will be wild and can and uncontrollable as a kid. That's funny. Um, yeah, mother-in-law advice or mother-in-laws. We could do a, a mother-in-law fail section where um, people can submit what their mother-in-laws have said or done to them. I am lucky because I have an amazing mother-in-law, but I listen to some other podcasts who share in-law stories, and I am just astonished at what people have to go through with in-laws. Anyway, that is our episode for today. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please share it on social media, subscribe, rate, and review. Don't forget to be peace, be love, be mindful as a mother. If you want more of Mindful as a Mother, you can find me on Instagram at Lynn's underscore Adams L-C-S-W. Once again, at Linds, L-I-N-D-S underscore Adams, L-C-S-W.